Hey everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. We're going to be bringing all the astrological updates for the week starting Monday, January 13. I was going to say 2019, but it's now 2020. (laughs) Uh, Still always takes me a while to update my brain. Uh, Just as we're getting started, though, we do want to extend a huge thank you for all of your thoughts and emails about the horrific bushfires that are just raging across Australia, our country at the moment. Uh, We're all safe. All three of us are in uh, areas that are not touched by bushfires, so we're very lucky in that regard. Uh, But that said, there are more than 1,500 homes in New South Wales that have been lost. Um, 47 people, I think, have died so far, and the estimates coming out are that more than 500 million animals have lost their lives, which is just really tragic. So between the livestock on farms in the areas uh, where the bushfires have gone to, of course, our native animals, uh, the koalas and the kangaroos, the koalas in particular are uh, protected species and are there population is being quite decimated by these fires. So we really are touched with all of your concern and we're all thinking about how we can contribute and things like that as well. So we will include a few links of some of the best places to donate if any of you are in a position to do so below. Um, How are you both feeling about everything? It's been such an intense time here in Australia. Yeah, it really has. And you know, I grew up in a bush suburb in Sydney and we were evacuated a few times with fires and luckily it didn't come close, but I can't imagine what people are going through. Um, We've had a few listeners reach out and say that they've been evacuated or they've been in holiday areas where they've had to go back. And um, yeah, I just, my heart, my thoughts go out to anyone who's doing this. I have had 10% of my consults is going to be going to the um, New South Wales and Victorian fire brigades. Um, I was going to have it to the lunar eclipse, but considering everything's still going, I'm actually going to extend it until the end of January. So yeah, that's, my, and I'll be adding a personal thing as well, but I just wish there was more I could do. My brother's in Canberra kind of waiting and watching to see what will happen down there. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, here in Queensland, we're really lucky. The fires we had before Christmas haven't come back because we did have a bit of rain. Um, so, yeah. What about you, Cass? Uh, yeah, it really kind of renders you quite impotent. Um, you know, it's because there's nothing you can do. Mm. And, um, you know, even um, when we're at your place for New Year's Eve and we woke up, like New Year's Day and those people on the beach, it was like get in the water or burn, like Mm. drown or burn. Like what choice do you have when you're on the beach with your family on holidays? So um, and I did see something on Facebook like it's this isn't a war that you can negotiate. There aren't laws, there aren't sanctions, Mm. there aren't negotiations. This is a war against nature and, yeah, like, you're totally helpless and it's really devastating and definitely brings um, a very literal meaning to the South Node right now. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like generations, if we're lucky, it'll take to recover. Yeah, and the the koala populations, for those that don't know, koalas can't move very quickly. They can't move to tree to tree like the kangaroos and other animals can. So their population was already on the edge. So who knows what will happen. But we are putting some links 
um, in our videos for those. We've had a number of people kind of contacting saying, how can they help? So you'll see links um, either on SoundCloud or YouTube uh, or iTunes, wherever you are, if you do want to donate to various charities that are doing something and it will go directly to them. Yeah, it's uh, that impotence feeling, Cass, is so... Uh, that's, that's really what it feels like, isn't it? Just helpless mm. and, and that sense of like we're sitting in our houses and, yeah, it's a bit smoky and it's very dry and I've really noticed in Sydney because Sydney's in a drought, you know, and that's part of the why the fires in New South Wales are so bad. Uh, it, it is very dry but we're still safe. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so a bit of a rough start to the year for sure. Yeah, totally. I mean... As a little segue, if this isn't entirely inappropriate, one of the things I'm looking forward to this week, I've been thinking since the fires have been going on, where is the wetness astrologically? Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) you know, I was nervous because when Mars was coming through the end of Scorpio was, and like within 24 hours of Mars crossing into Sag was when some of the fire, uh, sort of the the danger, there was just so many more. And I'm like, that is not going to help having Mars come into a fire sign. And the first sort of 36 to 48 hours of that in New South Wales particularly was incredibly horrific. And some of the most destructive fires happened in that time. Um, So I'm like, that's not going to help. And we've got that for six weeks. Um, But this week, Monday, January 13 in Canada and the States, and it'll be Tuesday, January 14 in Australia, we will have Venus come into Pisces and not that that can necessarily save the day and make it all, you know, all the problems go away, but if it can at least bring some of that wetness or that relief, that would be, I mean, we'll be looking for that psychologically and emotionally, but sometimes we do see the astrological patterns show up in terms of weather as well. Mm. Yeah. I remember we were talking about, you were saying it, Cass, about, you know, Jupiter into Capricorn being the drought breaker, but Jupiter still got that heat as well. Mm. Um, Like it wasn't enough and hopefully Venus into Pisces will bring some sweet relief um, to all of this. Because Capricorn is still a dry sign, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But some of the forecasts were that Australia wouldn't get any rain until April, whereas now they've actually brought it back and they're saying it'll be January, end of January. So fingers crossed this will be what Venus oh, and Pisces might be about. that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I was wondering what the long-range rain forecast would be. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, maybe, yes. that'll be Mercury and Pisces too, won't it? Uh, Mercury, I don't By think it gets there until February. Oh, okay. um, it's moving kind of quick. I'll have to consult my ephemeris. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't done I my numbers just, yet till February. So I've just like, done my webinar, I should remember. But, yeah, it's like the 4th of February, I think, and then yeah. it's probably about the 17th, I think, it, then we get the station. Yes. Yeah. For more on that in next month's episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Plenty of um, wetness ahead. But, yeah, Venus, so I guess there is a mood shift as well as a potential weather shift with Venus mm. coming into Pisces really at the start of this week. And, you know, we're starting this week on the back of the Saturn-Pluto palaver. And so that we did cover in a previous episode. Um, 
But Venus changing signs, this is going to be the first time Venus is not in a sign ruled by Saturn for nearly two months, uh, you know, because she was in Capricorn, then Aquarius, both signs ruled by Saturn. So there's been a, a boundary quality to her or a structured or at times even rigid quality. And Venus coming into Pisces is going to bring flexibility and fluidity, but also there's more heart, there's more soul, there's more compassion, more connection uh, coming through. So it's actually one of my, uh, when I did my year ahead webinar, I sort of said, you know, the times when Venus is in one of her own signs can be just a little bit juicier and easier, a little bit more pleasant in general. And uh, we only get three of those periods this year, and this is the first of them. So second half of January does have a very different tone from a relational perspective than the first half to do with this Venus sign shift. And what do you guys both think about that? Well, I'm hoping the fact that she's looking to Capricorn for guidance doesn't uh, impact her juiciness um, right now. But, mm. yeah, definitely I do hope, you know, we've mentioned the weather uh, component, mm. but also in terms of uh, the international political scene. Hopefully, like, her coming into Pisces can just cool things down a bit, perhaps uh, help promote some negotiations or compromises or just a little bit, um, I mean, I guess we've been, or well, I've been personally more consumed with the um, the local state of affairs, but also keeping my eye on the global things. And it's just like, oh man, like, I think we really just need to lead into the good planetary movements um, wherever we can. And even though the macro, we don't have, uh, we can't influence that, but we can on the micro. And mm. um, you know, even if that means being a little bit kinder to that person in the shopping center car park or, um, having a little bit more of an engaging conversation with the checkout chick at Woolies or Walmart or wherever, you know, like just uh, just spreading a little bit more love around can just really help when there's just so much loss going on right now and so much fear and so much um, real potential stuff just starting to really ignite. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my hope for the Venus in Pisces. It at least allows us to spread the kindness a lot more liberally. I think it's needed in so many ways and so many places right now. Yeah, totally. Especially, you know, because the Mars in Sag piece, I mean, she'll be squaring that. I mean, it's mm. not exact until for a couple of weeks, but it's almost like, you know, because Mars in Sag is a little bit it's a little bit, a lot opinionated and it's yeah. very much about kind of my way or the highway and it's very preachy in many ways and it's pushing its beliefs onto others. So it's, you know, Venus in Pisces stands in counterpoint to that. She is able to be compassionate and empathetic and sympathetic to other people's plights and can think, well, this is my opinion. Mm. But I wonder how it might affect other people and I wonder how we can think of this better. So it's it's like there's a blessing there with her in, in this sign and, you know, she's exalted in that place. She's very, very happy and I, I'm, for one, I'm happy to have some Venus rituals back on the agenda again <laughs> yeah, um, totally. and to be able to use those and, and maybe that's it. You know, when we're doing our Venus rituals, absolutely thinking about it from a personal point of view but thinking for the bigger thing as well, because as you know, we can wish for peace on earth. The more people wishing for peace on earth, the more chance of it actually getting out there and it happening. So yeah. 
yeah, I think, you know, her abilities in Pisces are beautiful and there's just that connection that she's able to make, not just between people, but between energies. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. You know how I talk about the unseen worlds. It's almost like we can collect strength and we can collect help from other places other than just the material yeah. or the tangible world. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Venus in Pisces is all about the woo. Um, yes. She's aware of that intangible, nonverbal, energetic intuitive level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, I'm very pro Venus in Pisces. I think the one caution that I would encourage people just to keep in the back of their mind is being overly trusting. And, you know, Venus in Pisces does see the good in people. She sees the potential. She, she sees the positive possibilities. There is a little bit of a rose-colored glasses quality here. I think there's sort of two ways I, I see this, that it can help bring depth of connection or more soulfulness into existing situations, whether it's a professional partnership or a love situation. But if you were starting something new, there may just be a little bit of an otherworldly gloss that, you know, rubs off over time. And there's a level of that that happens, but you just want to be aware that it's going to happen, I think. Yeah. The fantasy may not be the reality. Yeah. 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 Um, But in general, yeah, I'm very happy about this. uh, this movement and yeah, yeah this change. It, it's just the wetness, I think, is what we so desperately need. As you said, Cass, you know, even geopolitically at a global level. Yeah. Because yeah. we've seen the opposite of that in the first half of January. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, okay, so that's look, it from oh, sorry, go go leash. Well, because we're gonna keep going because it's Venus. I was I was gonna do a segue because Venus is then going to sextile. Uranus on, I'm just having a look at my dates. It'll oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Wednesday yeah, yeah, I forgot here. you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday <laughs> this here is and such early a good Thursday aspect. morning. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And I think that also could be that opportunity to kind of flip out of the fantasy. It's like yes. the, the groundedness of Taurus can be like, okay, this is the reality here, you know. So, yes, it may be this amazing thing. You've met this beautiful woman or this amazing guy and you just head over heels in love and then you just get a bit of a thump. Let's come back down to earth. Let's come back to reality, you know. It may be that you see them pick their teeth um, <laughs> <laughs> or do something that is really irritates you. Can you tell what I don't like about my husband? Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, it's just that idea of, of coming back to reality, coming back to the present <laughs> moment. And, and <laughs> I feel like there's like a whole layer to this that I'm just not getting. <laughs> No, there's not that much. It's the sheer Uranian honesty. Like, I don't like when you pick your teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It it calls the reality into things. So, and yeah, it it can, I think because it's a sextile, this is great shakeups. It's almost like that chance to go, okay, where do we need to change things? How do we need to shake things up? Where do I need a bit of freedom from you? Because Venus in Pisces can also be a bit like, you know, let's just merge. Let's just go into that yes. codependent state. Whereas this kind of Uranus is like, all right, time to kind of have a bit of time out, a bit of separation. Um, my daughter and her bestie 
today had a little bit of that moment and I was like, okay, one of you go over there, one of you go over there, let's just breathe for five minutes and then come back together. And it was great and they were all better sorted out. But if they'd kept that, you know, that need to really stick together, it wouldn't have sorted itself out. So this may be a chance to kind of just take some time out, be on your own and then come back together um, to sort it out. So... What about you girls? What do you think about this? Oh, yeah, this? I love that, Leash. Just what you were saying made me think of like that healthy distance. And Venus Uranus, I also think, has like a spiciness, which is like adding excitement or refreshing things, um, just bringing a little bit more flair. It can be a little bit of chaos, but sometimes that helps you discover things that you wouldn't otherwise get the chance to explore. Um, that was just, just from what you were saying that prompted me to think about that. Cass, what are you thinking about this aspect? Yeah, no, I do love a good Venus Uranus because it certainly sort of pushes you a little bit to kind of come back to the I want idea. And I think sometimes Venus gets a little bit demoted into being this like sweet fair maiden. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, she's the little like lust muffin, like she's in it for what she wants, right? Another great cast turn of phase. I just want to repeat that in case anyone missed it. Um, <laughs> Including me. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure Alicia did not catch that. Lust muffin. That's a, an interesting one, Cass. <laughs> Who are you referring to, Cass? I'll have to catch up on She's this. talking uh, uh, about lust Venus. Muffin. Okay. <laughs> and it kind of, I had a conversation with this woman at the gym who seems to date all the guys. And I'm like, God, I've been training here for like four years and no one's come near me. And, uh, and it was so funny. And, you know, we had this like really in-depth conversation is that people get into these things, um, into these scenarios and from a position of being uh, chosen, whereas with a Venus-Uranus aspect, it's like, no, I'm going to get myself into the, the buyer's situation. I'm going to do the choosing. But in order to do that, you really need to decide what it is that you want. And Venus-Uranus can really help you discover what that is. For some, it might be like, no, I don't want Thai for dinner on Friday night. I want Indian. And for others, it might be deciding about, okay, like I'm actually going to put it out there into the universe, what my romantic desires are if you're single or if you are, you know, in this kind of stuck or a stalemate in a current relationship. It's just about being honest with yourself, what your deepest desires or longings are, particularly in a relationship. But, um, yeah, I totally agree with you on the spiciness. It gives, you know, sweet little Venus and Pisces a little bit of, you know, salt on top. And I kind of <laughs> like that, you know, like it, um, it's like, like sea like salt chocolate. chocolate. With, chocolate with <laughs> chicken, or even chocolate with chilli in it. Oh, she's a sweet and sour pork or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. That Get some pork so on your ways. fork. <laughs> Sorry, I took it there. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Deteriorating rapidly. (laughs) It is Venus in Pisces. That's it. So, you know, she's at her exaltation of lustiness. Like, and we we sometimes sell her a little bit short. And how much does that say for feminine sexuality and femininity in general, you know, or putting ourselves out there as as a certain uh, kind of being? And, uh, yeah. We could go on and on, but there's a good point in there, Kath, because traditionally Venus, you know, Aphrodite was associated as mm. a war goddess and she was much more independent and free-spirited than I think 
almost like the two-dimensional version of her that sometimes gets bandied around um, Yeah, exactly. Today. And she's a morning star, isn't she, at the moment in this? She must be. No, yeah. no, no, no. Hang on, let's check. No, I think I she's heading heading in the descent. Yeah, I think. Because the, the retrograde later this year. She's oh, an yeah, evening star. She's an okay, evening star. Okay, so, yeah, no, she's not in her morning star war mode. No, I so can't get my brain more, to work either. She is more in a collaborative state. I mean, the yeah. other thing that's significant about this aspect is Venus is the ruler of Taurus where Uranus is making the aspect from. Yeah. So there is a little bit of reception coming in. So I'm actually looking forward to this. Yeah. We're talking to feminine signs too. Like it's not going to be fireworks and craziness. Uh -uh. It will be just that little bit of spice on top, not not the steaming hot vindaloo curry. Um, No, no. It's it's a pleasant (laughs) amount of spice. And it's also like I think you want to, Leash, you might have said this, the independence, like that Mm. idea of, yeah, it's it's a it's speaking up for your desires, if you like, not mm. being afraid to ask for the actual thing you want and not compromising to keep the peace or to keep someone else happy where that may have been what you've done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. There we go. So a little bit of midweek spice for you all. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Last muffin. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be the hashtag from this week. And here comes, oh my goodness, sorry. Um, just had a visit from, just had a visit from the cat who wanted to, uh, mark the computer. And because I'm on my laptop, everything's just a bit more, um, flexible and fluid a la Venus in Pisces. <laughs> but Cass, you've got something very different to talk about, uh, yeah. now with us. Yeah. We've got a little bit of a, not a Venus in Pisces aspect. So this is, uh, Mercury's entrance into Aquarius. So that happens on the 16th in the north and here in the southern end of the globe on the 17th. So personally, oh, so this is sugar baby. Oh, is that a Siamese cat? Yeah, a Siamese or Burmese. 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 She's beautiful. Heavenly. Um, And what's what's her name? Sugar. Her name is Sugar. Yeah, she's just trashing the place right now. Nice picture, Kel. Luckily you've got a nice picture on your screen instead. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Anyway. What a beautiful cat. We know that we have a a lot of cat juju here at the Water Trio, so... (laughs) I know I've got this black cat trying to adopt me again. Cass is uh, Um, having her cats multiply. (laughs) Everybody wants a piece of uh, Venus in Pisces. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes, so Mercury in Aquarius. So I am very uh, curious, a.k.a. Mercury, about as planets go through Aquarius in this sort of, Mm. you know, we're not in Aquarius season just yet, but I think what we're going to get is a little bit of a, little bit of a gateway to the bigger uh, Aquarius picture that we are collectively moving into uh, March and July and, of course, end of next year and into 2021. So I feel like this, you know, ingress of Mercury into Aquarius is a little bit, okay, take out your pens, write the notes, ask the questions, get curious, you know, about maybe some of the long-term stuff, you know, future-focused thinking, goal setting, logistics, planning, like how can I uh, innovate or invigorate the way that I'm doing? things I think maybe I'm personally being the Gemini rising waiting for this aspect to kind of like go off and done with Capricorn I just need to have a little bit of a a sort of a lighter version of of Saturn's expression Um, I'm just sort of like ready to bust out of the Capricorn rings and I think Mercury is just such a a wonderful way to do that Um, 
and getting curious about what lies beyond the structures or lies beyond the limitations and what lies beyond the heaviness of just so much that we've had um, over these last sort of, I feel like I've lost count now, so I'm not going to even try, but yeah, Mercury in Aquarius is a little bit, um, you know, a little bit more mental. It's a little bit more communicative. It's a little bit more, you know, future focused and sort of a little bit more collaborative as well, rather than a little bit of, you know, the Capricorn isolation. So I think this, you know, not to a, a huge extent, but I feel that this like mid, you know, got the midweek shift with, uh, you know, the early shift with uh, Venus and then Uranus. And then we've got uh, Mercury moving into Aquarius. There's a lot of push forward this week, I feel, like getting out of those freaking rings. Like, I don't know about you girls, but I'm kind of done with those things. And just moving outwards and onwards and upwards, I guess, a little bit. That's what I'm personally uh, excited about with Mercury's ingress into Aquarius. So lots of insights and ideas, I think, can be garnered around this, you know, longer Saturn stuff, you know, the Saturn's new expression in uh Yeah, I think that's, that's a great point, Cass, that this is sort of the first of a number of planets, actually like all of them over the next 12 months will make that Capricorn to Aquarius shift. I just want to move the cat because I feel like she's just going to keep um, rubbing on the machine. Um, so that's a really good point. And I was exploring this yesterday when I was teaching around the differences between Capricorn and Aquarius, that even though they're both ruled by Saturn, there is like the nighttime version of Saturn, which is Capricorn, where we, we're a little bit more afraid or things are darker or we're more cautious and protective mm. versus the daytime version of Saturn, which is Aquarius, where we've got more vis more perspective, you know, with light, we can see further. And that's what Aquarius yeah. does is it doesn't want to be, you know, crazy and, and chaotic necessarily, but it wants to have a real sense of a long view and then organize or plan and prepare for that. And I'm, I'm also very much looking forward to A, the lightness that happens when a planet moves out of an earth sign into an air sign, but also that change in perspective from, you know, Capricorn being earth just is very much in the present looking down and Aquarius being air is much more, the element of air is certainly more mobile and forward looking. So it's like upwards and outwards and long into the future. So I'm excited about that and it is going to be fun to watch before um, the Saturn ingress, which happens a little later in the year. So it's like a, a very small taste of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. What totally. about you, Leishi? What do you think about this? Yeah, I liked the collaborative approach you were talking about, Cass. And, you know, I always refer to Aquarius as like um, Strider in Lord of the Rings who, you know, had to go out and be on the boundaries of life before he, like the exile, the, the unique individual, before he could come back in and be a true king. And it was almost like because he was out there on the boundaries, he got to know other races, other people. Mm. It wasn't just about... The, the world of men. You know, he got to know the elves, he got to know the halflings, he got the, you know, the hobbits, the wizards. He got to know a whole heap of people and then he could work out who were true allies and who weren't and how mm. to bridge things, how to work together with everybody. And I think, and I'm hoping, you know, we were talking about the macro of world politics at the moment. The potential for this is the ability to be neutral, to be cool and calm and to let 
go of some yeah. of the itchy scratchy mm. that Mars in, in Sag may be creating. It's almost like, okay, well, that's your opinion and you can have that opinion that doesn't affect me because I know who I am and I'm I'm this individual and I'm not reflected in who you are. So, you know, you keep your opinion to yourself and I'll be over here happy with who I am and, 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 and sticking with this individual but realising I'm part of a collective as well. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I, I, I just love the neutrality of Aquarius. Yeah, that's a great point. You make, you're reminding me of a phrase often used for Aquarius, which is self-containment. I don't mm. love the word detach that often gets thrown around for Aquarius, but there is a real sense of like self-reliance or I can do for myself. There's a lack of neediness, which I think yeah. is often misinterpreted with Aquarius or with planets in Aquarius. Uh, it's not to say that it isn't social because I think it is. It's very interested in the collective and, and supporting others, but it just does it in a more, I'm making this contribution, but I don't need anything in return, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah my Aquarian husband, he hate like he loves the social, but as soon as there's any drama yes. or anything comes, any anything fire, he's out of there. He's like either mentally or physically, he's out of there. And that's, you know, what I always notice about Aquarians. I think that's why Aquarians and Scorpios work really well together. <laughs> it pulls you out of those murky waters, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and But then we pull them down to, a, you know, having to be present and, and feel things from time to time. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, Aquarius, so, as you were saying, that's a bit like Teflon, isn't it? Where like things yeah. just don't stick, whether it's drama or this crazy emotion, they're just... They're able mm. to stay in their lane and keep on yeah. whatever their mission is. Totally. So I think from sort of a mental health anxiety type perspective, I think um, Mercury in Aquarius has got a little bit of a lift to it um, relative to Mercury in Capricorn. I wouldn't go so far as to say Mercury in Aquarius is happy in an absolute way, but it no. is certainly less morose and less melancholy than Mercury in Capricorn has been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A bit nervier, perhaps. Yeah, probably um, like a lot going a on. Buzzy, yeah. buzzy mind. I always think about with Mercury and Aquarius, yeah. especially in the natives. But um, yeah, definitely a lot lighter because look, Mercury was so it was caught up in that lunar eclipse. You know, it was in there and all part of that. And it, it's been over Pluto. It's been over Saturn. You know, it's like he's happy. <laughs> he's out of there. He's walked through the war zone, and he's looking at the future now. So yeah. Yeah, so he's he's formulating his ideas um, post-war zone, which is true because he's the first planet really to escape the Capricorn war zone, isn't he? <laughs> so he can report back. Um, yep. So I think that's our, our themes for the week, gals. It is. I think so, yeah. Nice roll there. We've had a few laughs. It's been good. It's been fantastic. <laughs> and uh, a, a bit of a break in the astro weather this week. So hopefully that'll translate with a break in the climate weather as well um, mm. for those areas that need it. Um, what do you each have going on this week? Anything exciting to share with our listeners? Um, well, like a leash, leashy is, um, I am doing a portion of sales from my back catalogue of webinars and courses that are currently listed on my website. Cool. Uh, they'll be donated to the uh, fire relief staff. So if you are looking to take a little webinar or a four-week course, there's a few options there um, that you can learn some astrology and help out 
this country. That'd be great. Um, and of course, busy, busy, busy. Oh, speaking of cats, uh, <laughs> my little friend is outside. Um, uh, and just, yeah, client consultations and uh, hopefully some website progress. It feels like it's been forever. Mm, yeah, to get the new thing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over it. Hope anyway, it goes well. Not, yeah. Another story. Um, and I am not road tripping uh, due to a number of reasons, including the fact that half the coast is on fire, so it's safer to stay here. Um, so I am, I do have a couple of spaces available this week for client consults. I am doing my next new moon group. It'll be on Thursday, the 23rd of January. So hop on for that. That'll be the first lunation in a while that hasn't been an eclipse. So, and this will be the Aquarius new moon. So yeah, very future looking. So I haven't got the timing set yet, but by the time this episode goes to air, it will be on my website. So pop on the link below to register for that. What about you, Kel? Oh, this week I will be speaking at the FAA conference down in Melbourne. So if Ooh. you're in Melbourne or you can get to Melbourne, uh, the conference is running, I think there's pre-conference stuff on Thursday the 16th and then the conference proper on Friday the 17th, Saturday the 18th, Sunday the 19th and post-conference on January 20th. Uh, so I'll be down there uh, hanging out with a bunch of fun and fabulous astrologers. And yeah, that's that's what I'll be doing. So I've, I've kind of forgotten about that event happening <laughs> yeah. this month. There's so many things going on. Uh, but yeah, I'm really I think looking forward f- to it. I think there's a few Water Trio listeners who are actually attending the event. So yeah. oh, fantastic. Um, you may get to meet people. Oh, I yeah, look forward yeah. to meeting whoever's going to be there. That'll be wonderful. Yeah. I wish I'm like tossing up and ended up choosing the American one other than this. But I'm now in a bit of FOMO about missing out about the FAA. So have fun, everyone who's going. Yeah, it should be good. So we'll put links to everything below and we wish you all a really great week with all those uh, planetary changes and mood shifts. And we'll be back next week with more Astro for you all. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye, everyone. Take care.